Thank, Thank you, God. Freaking you and your stupid... Like, I don't even... Do I even want to answer that question, Kenny? Do I even want to answer that? I don't no. think I do. No, no, you, you don't. Because, like... You don't. Like, like, real talk, I feel like there's a lot of stupid tropes that you get from that specific genre. That I'm just like... How do people enjoy this for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, God. I also said in the last episode that we'd be more regular, and here we are. Listen, okay, I <laughs> had a thing called moving out, all right? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear any complaints, okay? You try moving out, and you also try to record a podcast while also trying to move out from your current position to a brand new apartment literally a brand new apartment so sir it is not your fault it is mine it has almost been a month i was the one that spoke but yes because that's how we that's how that's how words work that's yeah. that's how they work anyway uh hey hi how's it going <laughs> hey hey welcome to juicy lunch i'm your bachelor number one <laughs> Lewis, backdecker. Meanwhile, we have Bachelor number two singing, sitting over there, dabbing in the corner. It's definitely Kenny. Dab, dab, dab. And of course, joining us once again, it is Bachelor number three over here. He's sitting at five foot thirty-two, and <laughs> I don't know. Five foot thirty-two. Yeah, that's Excuse a real me? that's a real height, right? That's what that's that's a real height. That's what people are into, right? Is that the whole like, sitting sitting over here at nine foot six and no lady Demiscu, he is not taken. So if you want to hit him up. I'm actually uh two feet or two foot hundred and fifty inches. <laughs> Can you imagine someone hey it's not it's Timmy two guys. <laughs> Jesus Oh my God! No, but yeah, uh, could like use their height like that? <laughs> I'm two feet, like two hundred inches. It makes me it's wonder, like, like people, it's like telling people your use, baby. like, look, I get it, I get it. Like the imperial system is way better than what we use, or the, what is it, the metric, the metric system? system? Yeah, metric system. But who legitimately goes? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm two hundred fifty meters tall. Like what? <laughs> It's like saying like how old is your baby and they're like oh i'm 52 or it's 52 weeks old and then you have to do like the math in your head like how many like, just say that? a year why do you have to make it so fucking complicated <laughs> like why no that's not how well, it works I'm five i'm like no i i specifically like my age in minutes sorry. i <laughs> oh i will God. be like cool you are not allowed to procreate sir and or were... madam or right, anything I, in between. I have a question. If you no. Okay. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just... if, if someone all right, you have two options. Every time someone asks how old you are, you either we'll know this information. We'll have to answer down to the second of how old you are. So you can say I'm this many years, days, weeks, months, you know, minutes, seconds old. Um, and have everyone do that and them actually knowing what it is. Or alternatively, instead of the standard unit being like years old it's always a random unit that the person gets to choose but it's always correct 
So if you ask, <laughs> if you ask someone how old they are, what? they very well tell you how many days old they are. <laughs> These both if, sound terrible. What? If you have to pick one, it's either <laughs> they're both the same answer. Just either one is vague, just in different units, and the other one is extremely precise in all units. I'd rather just be vague. Fuck it. That sounds like the lazier <laughs> option, to be honest. But you have to like calculate the units every time. <laughs> like precise? each of the individual no, units? What? No, like if you ask, like if someone's like, hey, how old you are, you'll be like, oh, I'm, you know, one billion seconds old. Then you're like, all right, fuck no, I got to do math. Let me pull out my calculator. <laughs> fucking. I mean, if you're saying seconds, you might as well pull out a fucking abacus. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. He, he is not wrong. But uh, yeah, uh, we're here. It's February. It's the um, month of love. So what are we doing? Uh, well, we got two single guys and Kenny over here to sit around and just sit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, maybe so, on my Valentine, we can we can be single guys together. I'm sorry, uh, Josh Crow has already contacted me about that. <laughs> There's enough room in your foreskin for two of us. Okay. Like... I don't like <laughs> that. <laughs> I don't. I like that. No, it's staying in because oh. you know. I, I'm not it's letting like Rodney with that. Yeah, Rodney, yeah, bro. Rodney. It's called a, if I had it's a to sleeping hear it, bag. Rodney, if I had to hear it, if I can't had to hear it, Rodney has to hear it. So, <laughs> Rodney's yeah. our editor, by the way. Shout outs to Rodney. He's got a podcast too, the M Nation podcast. It's actually pretty good. Y'all should give it a listen. <laughs> it's also, actually really shitty. <laughs> fucking Jesus. Nah. <laughs> no, it's probably really good. Also, uh, I guess I'll do the shout out since Kenny did. The shout out to Rodney. Shout out to Bow's Castle. Uh, the place that's been keeping me afloat all <laughs> 2020. Oh a place God. that's open 24 hours, Bowser's Castle themed, and has great food. If you're in the Orlando area, check it out. Yes. Um, also, Caddy. Uh, Dante, you have go to go. <laughs> oh, I've been about. Well, no, I haven't been to Bow's Castle. I've been to King Bow. I do want yeah. to go to Bow's Castle, though. So, uh, also, Kenny, this is for you. Uh, shout out to Honey Pop. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Honey Pop, because a certain game that I know Kenny has probably been excited for just released today. Oh, Wait. Is it Soccer Swim Club? <laughs> no, Honey Honey Pop 2. Wait a minute. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. If you were wondering about the news that I wasn't going to tell you, Kenny, until we started recording, oh, no, Kenny, it is that listen. news. I think you guys heard over my microphone of me slapping my keys yes. than I do. Yes, I know meet. for a fact that you are most likely already on Steam right now, adding it to your cart because it's also on sale as an as a as a release date price or something like that. Go ahead and add the uh, Discord disconnect sound, and then pretend that that Kenny left. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, but uh, besides that, let's. Uh, I guess well, Kenny does that let's start with you dante and uh what have you been up to in terms of gaming and whatnot um what have i been up to this question i always know that you're gonna ask me this question and i always have an answer but then when you ask me <laughs> i forget what i've been doing oh it's week. like I, I feel that it's like it's like yes i know the answer cool i'm gonna ask you the question that requires that answer cool i all of a sudden forgot the answer <laughs> every every session i always forget who i am 
Um, I've been watching a lot of anime. That's been taking a lot of my time lately. Uh, yes. I, for the first time in my life, I finished Neon Genesis Evangelion, the 26-episode series. I have mm -hmm. yet to watch uh, End of Evangelion yet, and the reboot okay. series I am going to watch it soon. Okay. Uh, to kind of give myself a little break since I finished all 26 episodes in the span of like two, three days, I have been starting Cowboy Bebop. Ooh. Uh, so when I finish Ooh. Cowboy Bebop, I'll go back to uh, Neon Genesis. But Cowboy Bebop's been really good. Um, it was one of those shows that I watched intermittently on Adult Swim, like I think a lot of people have. And I've never yeah. properly sat down and watched the entire series. And, exactly. You know, I wanted to. <clears throat> the interesting thing uh, about Cowboy Bebop, which I think is really unique in my personal experience, is that it's the first anime that I've started subbed. And less than halfway through, I switched to watching it dubbed exclusively because mm -hmm. I kind of grew up with Spike's voice, a specific way with his voice actor. Steve Bloom. Yep. And uh, so it's like, Steve don't get me Bloom. wrong, the Japanese VAs are really good, especially Jets. I really like Jets. But it just didn't seem right that There's I was. There's a certain watching. attachment you have. Right, right. So I was like, this is too weird for me. Let me switch it to the English VA. And I've had I mean, an amazing experience. For kind of lack of a better term, it hits different. Right, right, exactly. And it's like, I can't say the same thing about Neon Genesis because I tried watching uh, Dub just to see. And while some characters are okay, there's just so many obnoxious voices that I, I quite literally could not finish it. It's very, it's very interesting to say that because if I remember, the Netflix dub is slightly newer. Mm. Well, I mean, I didn't watch it on Netflix because of uh, localization and translation issues. Uh, mm. if you may know, but uh, yeah. It was, okay, it was see, I didn't know, weird. see. Yeah, so the Netflix uh, sub. Well, no, I knew about the I knew about the translation issues and everything. I okay. just didn't know that you switched platforms for that. No, no, no. I was just no, no, no. I didn't switch platforms for that. I had a I was accessing the the series differently. Um, okay. but you know the show show's amazing. Uh, I enjoyed it um, a lot. Um, Cowboy Bebop has been amazing. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, I've had a similar experience with like Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z that series because obviously. A lot of people in the States grew up with uh, Goku and his voice actor. Um, but it was really weird that when I watched the original Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, obviously the Japanese VA is extremely different than the English VA for Goku. But it didn't bother me watching it subbed. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I was like, oh, I was okay with it. Um, and yeah, I could go back and forth dub or sub, and they were both good for me, and I both had an enjoyable experience. Um, but I think, I don't know what makes Cowboy Bebop so different that I just couldn't. Um, eventually, when I start watching Naruto, I'm going to see if I can deal with it subbed or if I might need to keep it dubbed uh, for the same reason with Naruto and Sasuke and Sakura's voice actors and actresses and things like that. But yeah, I just thought it was an interesting, I guess, phenomena to to have this kind of preference based on, I guess, nostalgia is what you'd call it. But yeah, it's so kind of dope. Mostly, I, dig, mostly, I dig the fact like, that you've been. I've been digging the fact you've been on this classic anime binge. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna probably ask you this. Uh, do you do you, do you plan on watching Yu Yu Hakusho? If not, I will give you a platform to watch Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> um, I do have a lot of classic or classic esque animes that I do want to watch that aren't on my radar. Um, Hunter Hunter is the number one. I have I have a lot of friends who oh, definitely me too. recommend me it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Yu Yu Hakusho. Every person I know who talks about that era of anime always say Yu Yu Hakusho is a must, and I believe it. I remember seeing some episodes in Toonami, thinking it was amazing. And I, I just off the intro alone, the <laughs> intro alone sells it for me. 
there's a lot of cool episodes that I vaguely remember in my mind. The characters seemed interesting and dynamic as well. Um, I do eventually plan on watching it, but currently it's not on my radar. Um, I do have a list, and I'm getting through that list actually pretty impressively. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't know. It really comes down to what inspiration strikes me in that moment, you know. So whatever I finish, you know, the NGE movies and the Cowboy Bebop series, whatever I guess I'm in the mood for next is what I'll go for. So. That's solid, actually. So, <laughs> I'll watch Sailor Moon. <laughs> also, why not? I, I feel like old Sailor Moon is really wacky. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it has that kind of quirkiness of that era, and that's that's what I really love about those enemies. Or <laughs> oh my god, it's Tuxedo Mask! I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly, the reason why I was so gung ho about watching NGE this time around was because I was in a a mecha anime mood. And I'd watched a lot of Gundam, but I wanted to expand to other series. And having finished or close to finished Voltron on Netflix, yeah, uh, I, thought, I thought I would need to watch it. Like, it was, I think it was either Neon Genesis or like Eureka Seven is what I was stuck. With yes, me. but I know. Yes, I Eureka Seven is also good. <laughs> yeah, I do plan on watching it, um, but I know Neon Genesis had such a huge, I guess, cult following, and it was so impactful in the sci sci-fi genre as a whole. I felt like, you know, I, I owed it to myself to finally watch that series, and I and I don't regret it in the slightest. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's an amazing series. I love the EVA-01 unit. It's it's super cool. Um, I, having, like, watched the show, not the movies yet, I don't really understand why Shinji was painted in such, like, a, a cowardly kind of way. It kind of bothers me now, because at the, at the end of the day, you got to realize he's, like, a 14-year-old kid, and this is super traumatic. So, like, the memes are fine if they're memes, but, like, I don't honestly believe that he's that he deserved all those memes because when i thought about it, i'm like oh i can't wait to see what this whole you like, have to think about then you have to think about this coming from someone who someone who it's been a while so it's not as fresh as my mind as for dante it is but like then you have to think of what the context of the other material will do that yeah i guess that's also true there's there's a lot of scenes that i didn't see in the 26 episodes and i was like oh <laughs> when is he gonna nut over asuka or, or, or you know like all this fucking and i didn't see that apparently that's in the movies so i'm like all right <laughs> <laughs> dante as he pops in the vhs ah yes now i can finally see the nut <laughs> the nut did he just nut over her she's asleep Oh, God. Okay, go ahead. Mm -hmm. God, that was good. But I'm so glad you're doing like a whole classic binge because right. there's so many like, because I love that era. So like, whenever I get a chance, I love watching older animes. I was gonna ask you which one do you prefer, Dragon Ball or Z? Dragon Ball, 100. percent that, That's a very easy question. Yeah, I knew I loved having you here. <laughs> oh my god! Dragon Ball is so quirky and unique and special in its own way. Um, don't get me and wrong. The fights are amazing. Hard, but yeah, the fights are amazing. There's just this quirkiness and 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 I don't want to say originality, but just cr this creative expression that anime in the '80s and '90s um, have. And even if they were remade, like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, for example, they still retain in essence that kind of obscurity that those animes had back in that time. Because right now, a lot of anime suffers from, you know, it has to make too much sense or it has to, it doesn't, it confines its creativity because it creates these artificial boundaries that it, that the creators and, and the developers and the studios feel like they have to stay within to, to be relevant. And I think that kind of artificial boundary that these studios and these shows are setting for themselves 
are preventing them from being as creative and inspirational and and as impactful as shows like Neon Genesis or Dragon Ball. I mean, in in its own way, it paved the way for so many new genres. Um, and I feel like we're missing a lot of that because people are trying to be too safe or trying to make a, a story that's too neat into mm-hmm. this clean cut. And that's, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and that's why I prefer the older ones anyway. All right. But, uh, Lewis, what have you been up to aside from moving? Uh, I've been watching uh, the episodes of WandaVision. Ooh, don't spoil it. I do want to watch that show. Dude, oh my fucking I've God. only watched the first episode, and guys, that listen, guys, you, show need to, a lot you need to get on this train right now before it's too late. You <laughs> I missed the Mando train. I'm not missing the WandaVision train. I'll <laughs> tell you that. I missed I missed the Mandalorian hard. Uh, yeah. I recently restarted, also because I never actually finished the series while it was running. Uh, so Gavin and I have actually started Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Oh, okay. Word. I watched a good part of that, but I never finished it. And, like, I'm actually enjoying it a lot. A lot of people said the first season is meh, and yeah. I can understand why, but I'm enjoying a lot of it. Same with Gavin. But the thing that really gets people's kind of peak into it is not just, you know, it's a Marvel TV show, but, like, the fact that, like, from what I've heard from both, like, average viewers and, like, critics and everything, it is set in terms of its potential not not potential but in terms of its overall like quality it does a reverse arrow arrow being a cw tv show that i've heard guts progressively worse as the season goes on <laughs> oh my god dude i don't think you know the half i was I so don't... into arrow i was so into arrow until like the third or fourth season when everything just like it looked down on the cliff and was like bet yeet <laughs> <laughs> and it I've launched itself off that cliff that it does the reverse arrow where it gets better as the seasons go on which i would hope so so because I, I was like... i was i think i stopped watching arrow in a intern for uh for gotham because i completely didn't want to see flash after what happened with arrow i didn't even want to touch flash oh my god so i watched bad, i watched huh? gotham and it was great no flash i heard was amazing and they even had a crossover episode with Arrow. Yeah. So, but I think Gotham was kind of where it was at because it gave me a ground level uh, vision of Gotham the same way Joker did as a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, nothing really too much. I've actually not been gaming as much even after moving in. Except uh, Legends of Runeterra because Kenny has succeeded in absorbing all of us into the hive mind that is Legends of Runeterra. I got I got Lewis pretty good with this new update. Apparently, yes. I'm really good at TFT. I've been playing with Josh, and we've been playing ranked, and I'm always, like, top four or higher. I don't know how Jesus. I'm doing so good. I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh, he looks cool. Oh, he's in the same kind of, like, genre or whatever. And yeah. <laughs> I'm winning, so I must be doing something right. You just imagine Josh in, in, his, in just rolling in whatever he's laying or sitting in right now being like oh my fucking god as if you play with josh you you play and listen through his thought process yeah 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 he talks about what's going on i think it's really cool i think it's cool too because i learned a lot and now like all my tft games i've been doing super well in 
it's funny because uh, I hear him like talking out his thoughts, and he's like, "Hey Dante, how you doing?" I'm like, oh, "I'm good," and he's like, "Cool," and he looks over at my board. He's like, "Jesus, fuck! <laughs> how do you have all these units out?" Holy, and he's like going crazy, and I'm like, "Oh, they look cool." <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> looked really cool. Stars, man. Only round four. I'm like, Trist- I don't know. I got a machine go boom, <laughs> <laughs> go burr, go <laughs> burr. No, outside of that, uh, I had one session of co-op Portal 2 with Dante, oh, and it hurt our brains so much. Brain. That was because Dante thought it was a good idea to do community-made maps rather than the Valve-associated co-op campaign that doesn't hurt your brain as much. Like, no lie, do you want to do that tomorrow? I'm I will stab you. <laughs> Is that a yes? <laughs> No, I guess I'll, I guess I'll take his place. I'll take his place. <laughs> that uh, my my head actually. Also, I, I have obligations tomorrow, so that's also one. Yeah, to play the game with me. Come on. <laughs> no, I gotta I gotta do ki things for juicy. Oh yeah, you do. I understand. You're doing ki. Yes. <sighs> oh my god. Okay, so outside of that, uh, nothing really else. I've just been vibing. I've been starting a workout. I have to pump the brakes on that workout right now because my body is sore a lot longer than I was hoping for. Oh, yeah. Speaking of workout, I'm going to the gym tonight. Today is my first day back after my COVID hiatus, so I'm excited. Everybody getting gains. Juicy about to be buff boys. (laughs) Can you imagine? Like, come (laughs) me, Josh, Ares, everyone. We're just fucking... (laughs) Um, we we all have big we all have big what's ass gonna, what's gonna, open what's arm gonna, tank tops gonna, and they're all happen. gonna be it's gonna here's, say juiced in the front here's what's gonna happen we're all here's what's gonna happen we're all gonna get like buff and sexy and then we're gonna bring like a single female member to juicy with no actual like secondary intentions outside of whatever their skill set to the fgc is and then it accidentally returns into it, it turns into a reverse harem situation you mean sarah <laughs> no god no, no leave no. her alone no, okay she's okay. just she's just a little she's just trying to study let her do her work you I was gonna say, whole context she's like 20 so don't, don't she's a little girl and i was about to get myself into some weird john mulaney shit <laughs> being like that's not the way i should phrase this conversation uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing really too out of the ordinary outside of you know moving into my own apartment now. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, for the past five years, even though this podcast hasn't existed that long, for the past five years, I've actually been living at my grandparents' place, and now I live in an apartment in win- in the Winter Garden area. Cause oh, it's really? Nice. Let's, let's see address real quick. No. No. At least not here. Yo, shout out your address, bro. No. Yeah, yeah. All right, fine. I don't need the know. I don't need the thirteen to fifteen people who are not us knowing where I live. Yo, shout out to Lewis's address. He's at one seventeen East Meyer Way. I was gonna get real scared if if you got very close to the number. At least I was gonna get real scared. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Oh my god. Oh my god. How about you, Kenny? Well, for me, uh, it's been a mismatch. He says as he stares at his download bar for Hoonie Pop 2. <laughs> oh, no. It's already been purchased and downloaded the oh, moment this God. thing started. The moment you said it, I, w- I couldn't even find it on Steam. I had to go on 
on Chrome, find it there, and then pre-download it through my Steam client. And it's already downloaded. I will be playing this after the stream. It will probably be in my top five. I'm going to say Honey Pop 2 is in my top five of best games I played during 2020, even though it's 2021. <laughs> well, no, just put it as your game of the year for 2021, then. Yes, it is. Oh, no, that's a uh, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, okay? If yeah. that comes out this year, then oh, yes. Hold on, hold on. It should come out. Don't do this to me. <laughs> the planned oh. release date says future. Future? Are we in the future, Kenny? Are we in the future, Dante? We are in the future. The future is whatever we make it. The future is now, old man. But honestly, um, I've done this weird thing recently with Brittany, my girlfriend, where uh, since me and her work nights, we're up mm -hmm. super early in the morning. Yes. So I've been kind of capturing the vibe of eating breakfast really early in the morning and capturing a really, like, what's it called? Like, a, a really like mm -hmm. like an off the wall cartoon or maybe like an anime that would only pop up that if you woke up at like 5 a.m. when yes. you were a kid so like lately i've been putting on yu yu haka show okay uh, i've been watching episodes of dragon ball super from time to time okay because i never got a chance to really ride those trains either except yeah. for yu haka yu haka is a, pla a classic i watch that all the time <laughs> but other than that it's like We've been putting on like a couple shows. Like we had Wandavision on, so so like every morning we kind of catch like one episode of a show that we're watching, mm -hmm. just kind of to capture that moment. And then like we either go to bed or we we go get up and do something. Yeah. I kind of dig that. But uh, other than that, since it's been a while, uh, Cobra Kai. I finished that a while back. Yes. And it was, if you haven't watched it, and you're a fan of the Karate Kid, it's an actual, it's actually a great series that's gearing up for its last season to be one of the best things I've ever seen. Jaden Smith made a guest last season. Final it's not going to be the last season. The next one? No, as far as I know, really? all we know is that the next season is being produced. That's all we know. Well, what'd you say, Dante? No, I said I can't believe Jaden Jaden Smith made a guest appearance in the season finale. It blew yeah, bro, it was crazy. <laughs> they're setting up they're setting up Jackie Chan to be like <laughs> the next Omega level god entity. Oh, god, <laughs> he is, bro. So it's and it's gonna tie it's gonna weirdly tie in with some random ass Jet Li movie, and then Jet Li's <laughs> gonna show up, and then somehow they're yeah. gonna use CGI technology. I think to bring Bruce Lee. They haven't gotten the a hundred percent details on that. They might not do it, but but honestly, that's kind of been it. It's been pretty pretty tame here for the most part. Mm -hmm. But uh, I haven't really watched very much because usually on my when when I'm awake and I can't really sleep, I've been reading a lot of manga. Yeah. So the mangas I have been reading, just I'm just gonna name the three I've been reading right off the top. Uh, One Piece I've been trying to catch up with every week when it comes out. Uh, I've been reading from the beginning, from the very beginning, uh, Baki, Grappler Baki, okay. because I've been wanting to see where the Netflix series led to, and so I wanted to hear about the other tournaments, how Baki got strong, his and all his background elements, and it's pretty it's pretty dope. I'm having a good time. Uh, good. Shumitsu no Valkyrie, 
or Record of Ragnarok. Yes. I have I have praised this manga to high heaven. It is getting an anime adaptation next month, and I cannot wait. I know that I showed Lewis one of the battles in a cinematic fashion, yeah. and we both cried yeah. like little baby bitches. <laughs> no, it it. I'll show you later, Dante. Oh my fucking god! Here we go. It is actually one of the coolest things I've ever read. So I love the concept of it, even though it's on paper stereotypical shonen. But honestly, it's awesome. And for the last one I've been reading, or am going to start reading pretty soon, is a uh, I found just a random manga. I was like, let me find something completely off the wall. Like I don't care if it's if it's etchy or not. So I found a manga that's called My Harem Grew So Large I Was Forced to Ascend. Okay. So that's the next one I'm going to read. Huh. Because I, I was like, imagine having a harem so large you had to ascend. Huh. But, but that's okay. about it. No, no, <laughs> Let's get to this big, Nothing of big note? No, nothing really. Unless I'm missing something. Uh, no, no, it doesn't. I don't think there's really anything missing. But uh, before we get that, uh, quick facts. Quick facts or quick news. Facts. Quick facts. But I do appreciate your enthusiasm. Keep, keep that He enthusiasm. said quick maths. No, quick facts, Dante, not quick maths. In, am I wrong? No, you're not. No. Uh, so, actually, speaking of quick math. Uh, let me ask you a very important mathematical question, Dante. Uh, what do you do when you're a big tech company, you think that you can enter the gaming sphere, and rather than having a proper console with a proper infrastructure, you decide to bank all of your stuff on cloud gaming? Uh, who am I? Uh, sit back on that comfy cloud uh, infrastructure money, because Google does not care. Google can do whatever they want and financially recover from it. Cool. Well, uh, the people involved may not recover because uh, uh, last week uh, on February 1st, Google uh, closed its Stadia Games and Entertainment Division. That's so sad. Oh, my God. And, uh, you know what's the... F and decided that we're just going to refocus the service as a publisher for third-party games. And in my head, I'm like, did you guys even have a first party? Was that a thing? <laughs> Like honestly, yeah, it's like when Amazon had had released Crucible. I forgot about that. Do you know they also Amazon also has a cloud service called Luna? Yes, they do. Is it like a gaming service? I don't actually know. They were thinking about rivaling Stadia, I believe. Look, listen, big tech <laughs> companies. <was> <laughs> Big tech companies, Microsoft, even though Microsoft is the only one that's doing it decently. Look, guys, I get it. You really want cloud gaming to be a thing, you can take away the right for us to actually own the games that we buy. However, no one currently has the proper, none of your, cons none, not a very, very small chunk of your consumers have even a hint of the infrastructure to support cloud gaming. It's not ready. Why do you keep? pushing for this so hard like honestly Future. i don't i really i really 
future. I really don't get it. But, uh, anyway. Future. Also, if you're into Borderlands, uh, we've got Borderland movie. That's happening. Borderlands? I didn't know that was happening. Borderlands. Not to be confused with, uh, the decently good, uh, Alice in Borderland. Not to be confused with that. Borderlands as in the loot shooter from 2K Games and Gearbox. What were you saying, Dante? I, I didn't know that they're making a, a movie. That's interesting. Yeah, so there's it's already got some questionable casting choices. Oh, okay. Like Kevin Hart as Roland. Wait, what? Oh. Is which, it uh, live action or is it a voice action? It is live action. Which uh, for those oh for those for those for those uninitiated, I'm just gonna simplify it like this. Roland is bigger than Kevin Hart. I'm gonna just simplify it like that. Roland Yo, Okay. But what if Kevin Hart was casted as like Tiny Tina? That shit would be hilarious. That would actually make it worse. I'm gonna be real with you, Chief. That would make Kevin it worse. Hart, I think Kevin Hart would make a really fucking good Tiny Tina. <laughs> and like everyone is completely oblivious to the fact that he's a dude. And <laughs> they're just like in character and they're like, yeah, Tiny Tina. And well, based on. on a leak plot, there is a chance that we are gonna see Tiny Tina. Well, we should. She's like the best character in the game. She might actually be more integral to the plot of the movie. So she's not playing insinu- a small role? Nope. Are you insinuating that Tiny Tina's not already an integral part of the story? I'm, I'm insinuating that she's more integral than she usually is, which is already a decent amount. Tiny Tina's amazing. Um, so yeah, the, the, there's that. They recently announced today, February 8th, that Jamie Lee Curtis will be joining as Dr. Tannis. Yes. Listen, I don't know if you know this. Jamie Lee Curtis is a big nerd. Okay. I don't know if you know this. I think Kenny would very much bond with Jamie Lee Curtis because she's a big One Piece fan. What? Yes. It's me now. <laughs> she's really... Fun fact. Fun fact. She's really into One Piece and WoW. And she literally like went to a BlizzCon incognito with her son. That's really cool. That's pretty sick, actually. So, and she's also made multiple appearances on Gerard's Indyland uh, charity streams. So, yeah, I think I think she's a decent nerd. Also, don't forget the time she played Mario Party with the Game Grumps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see. I don't yeah, that was a thing. That's awesome. So, but yeah. But, like, really, the Kevin Hart thing bothers me. And it doesn't even bother me from an actor perspective. It bothers me from a, like, character translated into actor sort of thing. You know? You know what I mean? Well, we don't know how the movie is until we see it. That's also true. That is also true. All I know is I heard Monster Hunter was a horrible experience. I was going to spend money and watch it. Now I will pirate it. Yar hard. Hold on. We can still spend money and watch it together and make fun. This is a very important notion. Uh, I have to say here because of that. Um, <clears throat> uh, Duty Game Night as a broad company does not <laughs> does not condone the actions of one. Definitely, <laughs> does not do that. Please. <laughs> no, but uh, anyway, uh, some highlights. I think it would be nice to highlight some stuff that is coming up soon. 
Uh, I'm going to geek out for a little bit because the Neo Geo Pocket game, SNK versus Capcom Master of the Millennium, is coming out for Switch on the 17th of February. That was a lot to say. That was a lot to say. But if this if this is a small hint of maybe getting some sort of CVS content, uh, please. Like the pharmacy? <laughs> Dante. Dante, I'm going to stab you. Please. Um, we also got coming out February 12th, uh, the Mario 3D World with Bowser's Fury, where you too can watch as Mario finally turns into a Super Saiyan. <laughs> Man, have you guys played um, Kirby Star Allies? I have. At the very ending, there's a scene where Kirby literally turns Super Saiyan, and Kamehameha's, sorry for spoilers, Kamehameha's the game's final boss to death. Yes. It wasn't even like subtle at all, which nope. is the best part. <laughs> he literally screams like a Saiyan, get Super Saiyan here, and Kamehameha's them. It's yes, the best thing ever. It's perfect. Um, exactly. We also have the uh, the Western worldwide release of Persona 5 Strikers coming out February 23rd. So that's that's going to be interesting. I've heard very good things about Strikers, or what's the actual title? Uh, Scramble. Scramble, yeah. Uh, so that's that's exciting. Um, and then really, I like my eggs like I like my Persona games. Five. Five. All right, guys. So thank you so much for enough. <laughs> no, no, no. uh, then like. Uh, cool stuff we got the ghosts and goblins remake which we're still all meh about the art style and animation i'm pretty sure yeah um and then bravely default 2 on february 26th wait really that's not up on us <laughs> i honestly kind y'all of remember bravely default i honestly 2? kind of forgot <laughs> bravely default 2 was a thing i'm looking here at my list <laughs> But uh, none of that matters to Kenny because Hootie Pop 2 is now out now. You can it, buy it. It is also in my library. The moment this podcast goes down, when we stop recording, Honey Pop is opening. <laughs> God. No, to, to give you context, Dante, I think if I can filter out by just, by just game time, I think Honey Pop is my second most played. Jesus, yeah, that my, that's a lot. My honey pop, I have not, I have twenty hours of honey pop. Well, twenty is not that. Eh. When you think I about the, the game, though, when you think about what the game is, though. Oh, okay, okay, that's fair. That is fair. <laughs> I spent more time in VR chat. <laughs> oh that is God. also fair. Um, I know, I know. Outside of, I know, I it's. I think I've ever, I can actually remember it. It's either Portal 2 or Destiny 2 is my most played, followed by the other one, then probably Payday and uh, Hades, which we'll be talking about later. Minor spoilers. <laughs> I think I spoiled it earlier, but yeah. But um, anyway, I guess now's a good time to lead into it. Uh, so tonight we will be discussing. What antidepressants are best for you? 
uh, that is actually next time's <laughs> episode. So tune in for now. That's not. I don't know what next time's episode is. Oh, we're kind of winging it here. But we're, we're, we we just have an argument. One one's medicine, one's exercise, the other one's weed. <laughs> that's the argument. There you go. End of episode. There you go. Thank you so much for everyone. No, um, we're going to be talking about the top games we have played in 2020 because you know 2020 was a weird year. It was definitely yeah. odd. And even so, uh, for the audience member, it is very important to note that we are specifying played. Uh, it does not specifically have to have released in 2020 because, if we're being honest, not all of us had an opportunity to digest as much new content as we would have liked due to either just time or financial reasons or what have you. So, mostly financial. So that is why we are going with played rather than released of 2020. Hopefully this year allows us to do a proper list next year, but we'll see where that goes. Uh, if it's any consolation for you guys, my January has been better than my entirety of 2020. So Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're starting yeah. off really good, at least for me. So, I mean, you I moved mean, aside out, from the, uh, the mean, stock market kind of exploded. Yes, that that's true. that is a whole thing. That is true. That's a game in and of itself that we're all playing. Anyway, uh, I I almost want to put myself because I don't know where you are, Dante, in a state of ready to say a list. Oh yeah, I have I have my top three. I'm ready to talk about. All right, go go right ahead. You are the guest. Oh me. You... Okay. Yes, um, I'm actually want to know what your what your games are. Uh, so I will go in order of when I played them in 2020. So at the, the very beginning of the year, I guess the most formative game that really sets the stage of what 2020 was for me was uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, <clears throat> granted, that game obviously came out in 2020, but it is a game I played a lot in 2020. Uh, it, was, it was one of those things where I played New Leaf a lot, and it was one of my comfort games, and I extremely looked forward to New Horizons so much that I, for the first time, in a long time, many, many years, I actually did a, a daily countdown of how many days until that game released. Um, I, at the time, I was streaming a lot. I was super ambitious. Uh, I eventually do want to go back to it, but that's another topic. I streamed a lot, and I wanted to kind of capitalize on Animal Crossing coming out. <clears throat> so I ended up doing a 24-hour game stream with the game when it came out. It was both fun and painful uh, for different reasons. Um, but yeah, I ended up doing a... a 24-hour charity stream uh, playing nothing but Animal Crossing, and I ended up raising $69.69 nice. to the uh, Keep Florida Beautiful uh, wildlife, or not wildlife, uh, beach cleanup project. It's a community project that keeps Florida beaches clean. A very good uh, organization I wanted to give money to, obviously being from Florida. want to take care of our beaches, make everything nice and clean, protect our animals. Um, so yeah, that, that was unfortunately all the money I could get. But it was still a fun experience on the last side. People come over and play the game with me. Um, 24 hours of just nonstop Animal Crossing was was intense because it's Animal Crossing, first of all. So <laughs> it's not exactly the most action-packed game. But it was fun nonetheless. It, it really did a lot for me. I met a lot of people uh, from that game, through that game. I had a nice little you know, feeling of community, both with the characters and, and the people that I played the game with. Um, you know, it, was, it was a really good experience for me, and I enjoyed it. Unfortunately, it fell off a lot for me with other things happening at the time, um, but I appreciate it, and it it was definitely the, I guess, 
I want to say the defining moment of the beginning of my 2020. So. All right. I don't know. Do you That's want me good. to talk about the other games or do you want to like, yeah, go keep going? Keep going. Okay. Yeah, just keep right, on so going, bro. I never got a chance to really play Animal Crossing, so I really would, okay. wouldn't know because I thought it was one of those moments where like you could you can have like a file or choose something on the Switch, but no, I've never played an Animal Crossing game, so I was so wrong. So <laughs> when I tried to play Animal Crossing on Britney's Switch, Mm-hmm. I was like, cool, I get to run around her island. And then she's like, no, you can be in this one corner and that's what you get because <laughs> you can't do anything else. <laughs> she's looking at me right now. And I was like, I was like, don't you look at me. You wanted to segregate me to this, this <laughs> deep, dark corner of your island that you weren't going to work on. You're like, yeah, this is your plot of land. Tell her it's because you're black. <laughs> Call her this out right got now. really dark really fast. <laughs> No, the uh, the the game is really fun. I get a lot of people peculiar about their Animal Crossing towns, uh, their islands. It makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's a fun game, especially when you have people to play with. But it's also a fun game to kind of close yourself off from the world and hermit and kind of enjoy that nice, peaceful sense of community with the the characters in the game. Well, I think the development team did a did a really good job of giving these characters personality, um, and making them feel like they're their own people. Um, especially if you have a, a particular villager that you're fond of, like me and uh, Jock is my favorite villager. So when I actually got him in my island, I visibly screamed or audibly screamed out of shock and excitement because I love him. Um, and I was super happy that I got him in my game because he's my favorite, obviously. Um, but yeah, it, what ended up happening for me in that game specifically is it, it was I got too overwhelmed with what I could do as far as customizing goes to the point where it stressed me out to kind of think about doing all these things because of how time-consuming it was. And it unfortunately put me off of the game for a while. Um, when I got, I guess, put off of that game and I took my my hiatus, I ended up picking up uh, Final Fantasy VII R, which uh, I didn't buy because, on principle, it was an incomplete game since it's an installment and it was $60. But my friend bought the game for the PS4 and he let me borrow it. Uh, he, I don't remember if he finished it or he didn't finish it. But he told me that I could borrow the game at some point and play it. So, you know, for a while I had it on my PS4, um, played it a lot. It was just—I mean, if you listen back to our Game Awards story, I, there was nothing but good things and some bad things, I guess I could say about the game. Uh, it was amazing how, I guess, revised and 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 given new life, this game did for the Final Fantasy VII story. Uh, I fell in love with uh, Jesse. She's an adorable character. I love her. Um, the graphics, the I guess the character relations, a lot of it were really good. There are, unfortunately, some bad issues I have with the game, but hopefully they'll get worked out in the future. Um, but Final Fantasy took, I guess, the defining moment of the middle of my 2020. Um, and I had a great time playing it. It was, a, it was a long game. I could invest, I want to say a lot of hours, but it was really only 30 hours of playtime, to be honest. Um, but I got invested in the story, um, completely captivated it. It really sucked me in, and when I was playing the game with the lights off in my room, I just felt just immersed completely, and I, I didn't get tired of the game in the slightest. The combat felt rewarding, although I did fight with it sometimes with aerial units that I've talked about. Um, it felt rewarding to play. I loved getting to the next part of the story, learning more things, um, doing all the side missions I can to flesh out the world and kind of see what they did. Really unfortunate. It was only a single installment in this huge overarching series. Um, God knows how long I would have been playing it if it was the full Final Fantasy VII game already. Um, but it, amazing music. I cannot 
talk about how great the music is, how remastered and reamazing and reimagined, you know, these classics came alive in that game were just spectacular. And there were moments when I would go to a new area and hear a song that I recognized, but it was so modern and it just caught me off guard or just how amazing you can take an older song and just make it come alive in a way you couldn't before. It was it was it was an amazing experience nonetheless. Um, and funny enough, I don't consider the collapsed that- highway, the coll- especially the collapsed, the collapsed highway. highway. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> this, yes. this is coming from a person who played the original FF seven. So like I went into R just wanting to absorb all that new shit. Like, I'm just like, I didn't watch anything on it. I didn't watch YouTube videos. I didn't watch streams. I grabbed I that game. Demo, to be fair. No, I didn't touch anything in this <laughs> game. I wanted to go in so blind. It was like Stevie Wonder driving a golf cart in a oh rainstorm. Nice. In a rainstorm? Fuck. Like, everything will be new till I hit it. That, that game, I had a lot of fun. And I do plan on buying the next installment when it comes out. Granted, I'm not happy that it's probably going to be $60. But because I had such a good time with the first game, I'm more than likely just going to buy it anyways and just play it. I was hoping that sooner rather than later, they'll do a collection bundle with all the games for like a nice neat little price tag but i don't want to unfortunately wait for a third installment and miss out on this huge waiting period of the second one so i'm just gonna just buy them as they go but um i never considered myself a huge square enix fan too which is really weird that uh two out of the three games are square enix games i guess number one game for me that i played in 2020 that took all of my time which and when I say all of my time, I have a record holding, I want to say just over 700 hours of playtime into this game. Is, oh, boy. Uh, I know what it is. 14. <laughs> Dante yeah. says, as I continuously stare at Mog Station, wondering if I should re-up my subscription. <laughs> um, no, same. Same. I've literally... Li- Hold on. Literally, I think either the day or, or the day after the new expansion was announced, I straight up told Kenny, Kenny, <laughs> I'm here on Mog Station. I'm staring at this page right now. If you guys want to like so. sub, I'll play the game again with you guys. I'm almost at the end game, so. I feel like I... The thing for me, it's like I feel like I bought the games just to support them because I feel like the game is just so good. I have it both on console and on PC. Nice all expansions but i haven't played the one on console it's, I, play, it's, I have my pc character it's really fun to play with a party because when i played it at the time i had a pretty active regular group that i played with i uh oh, i didn't don't yeah i don't i don't play with any of them anymore but you know the experience i had was it was really fun the uh i guess the combat was a lot of fun having a party it, mostly what it comes down to is having a consistent group that you can sign on with do missions with and kind of just engage in this huge story with because if you're playing it by yourself it can be interesting and the story can get you so far but doing it alone is really i guess lonely in its own way don't get me wrong there's an infinite amount of things to do yes it is (laughs) (laughs) but if you have like a voice chat going with some friends and you're playing the game together you're meeting up and you're in a party doing dungeons together doing raids together it becomes a whole new game i honestly one of the the trials which is kind of like a it's it's essentially just a boss fight. It's Leviathan. You can fight Leviathan in the game. And I did that so often. 
um i i could i could play the trial by myself i could just be a single person and do the trial on my own because i knew how to do it so well um but doing like boss fights like that with your friends and calling out like shots and, and, and changing coordinates and stuff and all this like i guess coordination and direction in a voice chat with all of them and then like loving or aiding it and just like getting angry or getting excited when you finally kill a boss it's just such a amazing experience and i quite honestly cannot say i've experienced that with any other game maybe monster hunter maybe but not nearly to the degree that i have with final fantasy and is i think it is it bad that when you said leviathan i could only hear squiggly <laughs> a little bit <laughs> leviathan is also my favorite summon from the final fantasy series too he's i i love him so much but... mine was alexander you mean me? <laughs> Knights of the Round. <laughs> Knights of the Slyly Round Table. Would you like a 20-minute summon in your game? Oh, <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy. You are amazing. Yeah, no, and then, like, 700 hours. Like, that's a lot of fucking time to put into a game. And, yeah, obviously, there's, like, idle time where people are, like, AFK. But... I could honestly say probably about at least 500 of those hours were me actively playing the game. That's still an absurd amount of time for one game. Yeah, the game has a lot to go forward with it. Like I played, I played. I I I think when I stopped playing, I was I played a tank, and I was like, cool. Got to about level 40 in that class, and I was like, all right, that's so sick. What is there other things to do? And then I found the culinarian. <laughs> So oh <laughs> I have I have a, a level 40 warrior of some sort or, because I don't even remember because I remember being a level 60 cook. <laughs> I literally spent like what felt like 40 hours of my time just cooking. Like I didn't leave the home area. All I did, I didn't leave Limsa at all. I just fucking cooked. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I cook. Be seven marauder, but I'm a level 80 culinarian. Like what the? F <laughs> what are you exactly? Doing? end game food on your level 30 msq how do you do, how do you do that <laughs> i was i was like this took me so much and also i did have friend i did have a friend at the time that was just like funneling me her extra cash so if i needed the extra pieces i just bought them on the marketplace that's that's super nice to have a, a sugar daddy or sugar mama those are it was a sugar mama at the go. time but i uh, i needed what's it called i would love to play this game because i played up until that point by myself because i didn't have a group none of my friends wanted to put in the money for 14 so i played playing, strictly by myself i've been playing this entire camp aarr by myself when like recently or, or before just in general before i've been I'll, i have low level classes I'll, I'll play those classes with you the biggest thing and i'll be honest with you guys the, the hardest thing about that game is when you're under level 30 and you have to go through these things by yourself there's very little that i can do for you but as soon as you're able to do like daily missions and things like that, it becomes a lot better because that's when we can do, I guess, group missions together, group raid or not raids, but you know, group dungeons or trials. Yeah, and that's when things get really fun. So, unfortunately, what what I try and tell a lot of my friends is when you play the game, trying to get to try to get to level thirty as fast as you can, um, because when you hit level thirty, then we can do a lot of co-op stuff, and then it becomes more fun. And when we're doing our dailies, you'll get leveled up really quickly. And yes. and that's honestly when you're having the best experiences when you're all playing games that you can do together. Because when you're a level eighty guy like me, and you have friends that are like level twenty and thirty, and I feel like that's a big thing with MMOs too. Like like yeah, there's some enjoyment you can get like if you befriend oh. a group, but obviously like that you know that can only get you so far, and who knows when that's exactly going to happen. Exactly. But I mean, 
I'm more than down to resub. I I resub on just like a sheer mention of someone saying they might play again. So oh if you guys God. simply say I might play next week, I'll resub today just to be ready. I actually I need to get my account back because uh I accidentally right. deleted the the key just on my phone. <laughs> so I need no, I need to get my account back so I can log in. Oh yeah. I I will say Square Enix's and especially the Mog stations account management system is pretty bad. Um, sometimes it's really hard to get your account back, and like if you forgot your login or don't remember your username, whatever got it, whatever it is, uh, it it's extremely difficult to recover that. And it's not impossible, just difficult. not impossible, but it might as well be. Might as uh, well be. All right. I, I just want my cook. <laughs> your level uh, sixty Hungarian. All right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm walking to battle with a with a plate full of spaghetti. <laughs> oh, delicious. All I all I can think of is Jamie Foxx doing what was it? Like doing a musical impression of on top of spaghetti, but as what, what's her face? Oh my gosh. It was for Jimmy Fallon. What was it? Let me let me see if I can find it real quick, just so I can remember who she who he he did it. Oh, it was um it was what was it? What was it? It was Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> so Jamie Foxx had to do a musical impression of Jennifer Hudson singing on top of spaghetti. So all I just imagine is him going on top spaghetti. <laughs> it's so dumb. I love it. Jamie Foxx is cool. But um I guess now's an opportunity for me to start my list. Yes. Yeah. 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 All I know is that Final Fantasy fourteen in, in the future. Hmm. Juicy Guild. Oh oh no. Oh, yeah, oh no. You awesome. you're you're oh no. <laughs> I'm opening the can of worms right here on the podcast. Jesus Christ. All right. There cool. was a pull tab on that bitch and I pulled it. All right, here we go. I'm I'm going I'm going in order of how much I enjoyed it and, and of overall impact. So uh number five. Streets of Rage 4. Uh, Streets of Rage 4 was a really fun beat-em-up with a really dope soundtrack, and I completed that game. Not completed, I beat that game with my little brother online thanks to cross-play between the Windows version and the Xbox One version. Um, it was really solid. I really enjoyed it. Um, Streets of Rage, despite the more familiarity, I guess, with Final Fight, Streets of Rage has kind of stuck with me a lot more than... Mm -hmm stuff like final fight and i just it was just really fun the hand-drawn art style is really good i'm familiar with dot emu's past games so that was what really got me very much um that very that was pretty much what got me to be to like look into this game with so much confidence because I'm like, oh, I know Dot Emu can do really good because they did uh, Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap, which was is another fantastic little hand drawn remake of a sense. Um, so it was just, it was just really fun. It was just really fun to sit back and just like, not think. It can still kick your ass. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like a big deal to me in a sense. Of like having to retry and everything like that, but I overall enjoyed that game a lot. So uh, yeah, and it's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, definitely 
take a look if you're looking so for some good ass beat em ups. Um, I do have it already installed on my Game Pass too. Yes, it's it's really. Um, then from here on out, it honestly gets a little harder for me. In terms of like what, because there's a lot. There's a lot. Like, I think I'm gonna go off on a little tangent here. I'm gonna go off on a tangent on games that I wish I played but I couldn't due to either time or financial stuff. I want to shout these out because I'm also looking into these games for later on. So uh Spirit Fairer, uh what else? Um I know Spirit Fairer was one uh super liminal which is the one where like you can make things bigger or smaller based on perspective. Mm-hmm. Um what else? Um, oh man, um, I guess I guess I'll also shout out Persona Four Golden getting a PC release. That was cool. I got that was really cool. That was last year. Yeah, it was last year. I know. Um, also, shout out to Shantae and the Southern Sirens, which makes me sad that I missed a Shantae game because I'm I'm normally on top of that stuff. But of course, this year's been weird. Um. What else do I really want to shout out? Um, I guess shout out to my friend Pedro. Even though that game was already out in like 2019, but still. But um, you know, super hot. Um, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost on, super dope. It's on PS4. Um. And then there's uh what's it called? There's one more game I want to shout out before. Oh, actually two. Uh Samurai Jack, Battle Through Time, and No Straight Roads. Those are some other games that I wish I could devote time to, but everything's been weird and crazy. So uh yeah. But anyway, back back to the list. So number four. Whew. What what oof, this is this is a little hard. I'm not gonna lie to you, Kenny. I mean, I made mine based on the the actual games I played that year. No, yeah, I'm basing it on like actual games that I played. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because I know I know my top two, and I feel like you might both be not surprised and also surprised in the order of them. So I'm gonna go ahead. And do number four. Number four is going to be weird. But I think, especially with how things have been, uh, uh, number four is actually going to be a whole... Uh, it's actually going to be the entire catalog of Jackbox party games. <laughs> Jackbox game, oh my god. Dude, the Jackbox games are fun. But, like, you know, and it's yep, good I'll because go. we've been able to play them over Discord with no problem. Honestly, I'm surprised that didn't take off more than it did with uh, the whole like pandemic situation. I think that like, well, no, like a good chunk of it took off, and that along with Among Us. I guess I'll stick Among Us in here just to keep it all in. But games not nearly to the degree that Fall Guys and Among Us did. Like, oh no, absolutely not. You're absolutely right. But so. Jackbox, I think, deserves way more. I guess popularity or or I don't know. It it should have shot up a lot more in popularity. 
than well not rather than but alongside those other games. yeah i see what you mean i i, I get I what mean, you're... just on sheer like uniqueness alone yeah, TKO is still my favorite game of all time. It's TKO's so much great. Talking Points, I think, kind of won it for me on oh the newest God, one. Yes. Talking Points, coming from a person who loves public speaking, like, it's just an improv game. I love it. <laughs> it's just a fun, dumb improv game, and I enjoy it. Like, so I remember Lewis, I remember I gave Lewis the topic of why why Shaq freezes his mortal enemies with Icy Hot and then later burn them to ash. And I took it striding. Everybody was fucking bawling, dude. I was like, there's no way he's going to pick this. And I did. <laughs> so. But, um. But I did. So yeah, number four is Jackbox. The entire Jackbox party collection. Number three. Number three. I was debating about putting this. And I think for the sake of talking about more games, I'm going to say it's this game, but I'm also going to add another game in there as as technically a tie, because I would like to talk about... Yo, your list well. has a lot of technicalities. <laughs> yes, okay. Listen, mine, mine is not. Um, Lewis's Lewis's top ten To be fair, to be fair, these are both these are both these are both PS4 games. Okay. So and they are PS4 exclusives. So, uh, for tied for number three will be Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay. And Ghost of Tsushima. I did not play Ghost. I really enjoy both worlds. I really enjoy the gameplay of both games. Uh, the atmosphere and tones of each of them presented in d- very different ways, but are overall very enjoyable on both perspectives. Um, and then later on, Ghost of Tsushima would add a multiplayer mode that had no right being as good as it is. So there's also that. Um, in terms of Final Fantasy VII Remake, there's not really much that I can say that hasn't been said already. Especially, it hasn't been said on this podcast already. And mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima is just overall very enjoyable. Very For for a action game, it is also very much a relaxed experience, in a sense. Of just allowing yourself to just... In a sense, the Breath of the Wild thing, of like just allowing yourself to just mellow out to the travel the actual traveling process of location to location with its very beautiful visuals so i enjoyed both games very much now here we go the top two so we're gonna start number two number two is also going to go ahead and be my actual 2020 game of the year and that game is hades Oh, number two on the list. My God! Oh my! I still want to play it. Hades. What can I? So, I'm a big super giant guy. I literally just recently finished watching No Clip. Uh, documentary. I mean, if I met you, you're at least five nine at most. (laughs) Uh, I finished the documentary. It has made me wish that I was still into game development. Because man, would I love to work for those guys. 
<laughs> um, but everything from the music to the the way that story is presented in a way where it's not like other roguelites where it's all indicative of your progress. It, it the, the story continues whether you've made it farther or not. And that allows the people that are enjoying the story to still be able to enjoy it no matter their skill level. And then even then, there are settings that you can proc to help that even further if you're just there for the story. Also, everybody's hot. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna address the, the hot elephant in the room. Everybody's hot. <laughs> it doesn't help that all their voices are nice, too. Everybody's hot. Freaking, like, three or four of the characters, including main character Zagreus, are voiced by the composer, and I have opinions about that, and they're kind of positive, <laughs> and I don't know what to do with this. Also, the music. I want to talk about the music. The music's fantastic. It very much... It very and and it, the no clip documentary essentially confirmed my thoughts. Like it very much is a sound frequency translation of the tone of each location and of each situation, and the instrumentation, the the different instruments that Darren Korb uses is great, and the fact that it nails that one more time thing that a road light gets, but like. Compared to like other roguelites, like something about the way combat feels and the amount of mobility you get in that game is kind of insane. Especially when you consider that other roguelites like like Dead Cells and Rogue Legacy, yeah, you get mobility, but it's not mobility to this degree. Where you can literally be like zipping, flipping, and dipping in this isometric hack and slash game. That can I don't want to oversell it, but to me, it kind of feels like more of a character action game with roguelite elements in terms of what you can do. That makes sense. So, Hades is the 2020 game of the year for me. Uh, absolutely no other game matters about that in that regard, and that's where I'm leaving the conversation for that. But... It's nice too. Uh, do uh, I know everyone here is good at their math. That's number two. <laughs> what is number one? What could be... Lewis's no, it's Ki. It's it's Ki. I'm not even. It's the king of fighters for the Game Boy Advance. It's, <laughs> it's guilty it gear advance. It's it's Killer Instinct. I going off the heels of 2019 of Maximilian putting out the call of bringing back Ki and everything like that. With 2020, I just kind of dove into Ki to a degree that. I even started hosting a tournament with a big KI player of Apex Arcade. And, like, it's done a lot more because I've been, I've wanted to be more involved in the KI community already. Because the KI community, despite the fact that we're still playing the same game, it has been absolutely thriving. And especially with COVID and everything. It just thrived even more. I mean, hell, literally last week, we got a Twitch Rivals event for a game that hasn't seen any sort of updates in, I want to say, four years. Four, almost five years. Say that like Melee isn't a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. I'm, I'm no, having my... No, but like to be able to host the Revival, to be able to do this, to be able to literally see the return of KI World Cup is awesome 
and I'm very happy to be part of that community, even though if I'm being completely honest, I'm not where I want to be competitively because it that, that I found that KI is one of the only games that I actually do care about my competitive, I guess, skill, not necessarily status, because I could care less if I'm better than Nikki or anybody like that. I just want to get better at the game in a sense. And, Same. and KI is just a joy to play and to watch and to consume. And like, there have been other games where I've like full hearted into the game when it comes to both playing, enjoying it, running it. Last game was Tekken 7, but now it's kind of like kind of been on the back burner. But no matter what game, whether it's Tekken, Undernight, uh, what else? Um, I guess Dragon Ball to a certain extent. Even like other games that I'll still sing their praise, like Skullgirls and them's Fighting Hearts. There's been one game that remains my favorite game to always come back to and press buttons, and that is Killer Instinct. So, listen. Specifically to press buttons. Listen. So, listen. If there's one thing that I want to get clear, it's that I, along with a very good majority of people, would love to see KI come back in some capacity of sorts. So, if you haven't already been using it please if you also agree with me about ki please let xbox and microsoft and all those people know with the hashtag bring back ki because <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy to me that the events of what happened it's honestly I, I, I at the same time i kind of understand honestly it's still kind of crazy to me that microsoft let double helix like get bought it kind of baffles me when you think about it. But, like, at the same time, I, I can kind of understand because, like, KI was meant to be built as a small downloadable game, in a sense, that just blew up. Wasn't it one of the launch titles for the Xbox? It one? was one of the launch titles for the Xbox One. Yeah. yeah I remember seeing that at the Microsoft Store, too. So, and uh, we... don't forget this game that came out in 2013 has better netcode than some of the games that we <laughs> have been playing and coming out with. Yeah, they really... <laughs> that, that was the one thing that they wanted to do, was make sure the netcode was good. And they, they nailed it. Double Imagine Helix, Iron Galaxy, nailed it, and, and, like, there's, I could, I could literally go on for the rest <laughs> of the night just talking about individual things that I like about KI that Everybody else has probably said the music, the overall sound design, the characters, the way the game feels, the way the online feels, the the honestly the the decently robust single player content you have between normal arcade modes and shadow lords and the shadow modes and it's like it's fucking insane. So yeah. Um also, I guess I'll use this as a PSA. It is uh today February 8th, KI is on sale for 10 bucks through Xbox Live and the Windows Store. It's 10 bucks for everything. All the characters, yeah, all the cosmetic stuff, everything. It's a good deal. Ooh. 10 bucks. I have Killer Instinct on like three different platforms, dude. It's, so it's really please, worth it. I honestly please, do. I have it on Steam. Please, the Game Pass one is the definitive edition. Please do me a favor. And please, if you've been interested in KI at 
all $10 to get your hands on something like this, do it. Just do it. That that's you that's won't complain opinion. about the online. That's for sure. That's that, that's <laughs> that's that's the that's my top five. He's so passionate about it. Yes. All right, Kenny. Is you? Oh, it's my turn. Well. My top five. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put some things out since your your list was a top ten and a half. Yes, it by was. Two days. <laughs> well, you know, top ten, three fifty eight over two days. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, I'm gonna put the two out because they're free to play games, and those go to Rogue Company and Legends of Runeterra. Uh, Rogue Company now. Rogue Company, I didn't expect to get as as sucked back into it as I did because I was super into the grind on on Apex for a long time. Like I was sitting there playing ranked for like two straight seasons, got to gold in both. Um, don't play ranked with Josh because he'll just kind of eclipse you. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty good. And then I played with Josh and I'm like, no, I'm still garbage. I'm gold <laughs> and just garbage. I'm just gold painted garbage. Like, this man is diamond-coated blessed. Like, this guy <laughs> runs into... He runs into team fights and then walks out of them He's with just covered in blood. Got the squad, guys. He's by himself. Really good at the game. <laughs> yeah, he's also really good at the game. <laughs> but um, Rogue Company had me by the balls, playing Strikeout, wanting to get good at, like, the the competitive modes. Uh, I fell in love with like two characters beforehand. It was Vi. Now it's Talon and Fixer as my favorites. But that game just feels good. And fun fact: the reason why I like it so much is because my first ever online gaming experience was a Siphon Filter game on PSP, which played similar, except oh, you could one tap people in the game. <laughs> but I played so much of that game on PSP. Siphon Filter, Dark Mirror. I actually made some friends on that. It was my first ever online gaming experience. And Rogue Company just kind of fills that hole. I'm like, damn, it's been... It's like it's like I'm back in high school, you know, in my room, supposed to be asleep, but instead I'm up at night with my PSP, with my built-in microphone, talking to people. <laughs> and then the other one being Legends of Runeterra. I've talked about it before. I'll say it again. This game is probably one of my my favorite card games I've ever played. I played a good chunk. It fills both niches of of Magic the Gathering's like color system, where they all have different play styles and you can mix and match. But it also brings me the same speed and strategy that Yu-Gi-Oh brings, where if I get the right hand, you can end end someone's life in like three turns. So I enjoy that immensely. So I've been I've been getting everyone on that game because it's accessible. You don't have to spend a lot of money to get the cards you want. And chances are uh, the modes that are available will give you enough experience to get those cards for free. So it's not something like Hearthstone where you have to buy packs and they're randomly generated. The best card in Hearthstone is the credit card. <laughs> exactly. I hate that. Exactly. Oh my god. But now we're on to the top five. 
So bottom one, Donut County. I slept on Donut County for so long because I was like, Donut County seems really funny because it's just a name. Donut County is basically about a raccoon who had this service to clean up, but instead he just opened up holes around around the town and you walk around as that hole and just swallow parts of the town and the hole just gets bigger. <laughs> and and yep. so like you you start with everyone kind of like below the city and all of their shit's just kind of sucked into this hole and they're just in a campfire talking about how this this one raccoon screwed over the entire town and the dialogue is hilarious because it's it seems like they made the script within a day <laughs> because there's tons of typos like randomly capitalized letters <laughs> like the rat the raccoon's just like yeah but you broke my quadcopter so i swallowed the city <laughs> that's completely fair though so fucking and I, petty i love it and it and it's just like the the whole premise is just raccoons like stowing shit away <laughs> and every level is different but i highly recommend it it's fun uh the next one would be final fantasy 7r everyone <laughs> played this day bro it was good yeah. honestly i did not expect it to be i expected it to be good but i didn't expect it to slap this hard like honestly especially with the music but, it had no right to have the music sound that good and this was the game that i played with Brittany, where i couldn't progress to the story if she wasn't watching but i also told oh. her if it, i know but i also told her if i'm ready to play and you're not there i'm moving on without you Oh best God. believe best believe she was there and she watched through the entirety of the game with me and it was it was nice because it was watching her experience final fantasy 7 for the first time which is what i really wanted at, out of the remake to do and this is coming from a person who also played the original on top of the remake and me just having a nostalgia trip listening to all the music getting ramped up listening to all the like the little records that you could pick up in the CDs that <laughs> no, you pick up in random locations did you and Brittany play crisis core listen dante okay <laughs> okay no 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 this this is why i love that you asked that question because crisis core is my favorite game of all time oh okay, I <laughs> Telling you this right now as I'm a person getting, who, like, who I need to wife this man. <laughs> the reason why I tell you this is because I I think I've had this conversation with my buddy Q and he asked me, what is the one moment in video games where it made you cry like a baby back bitch? Uh -oh. And let me tell you, watching Zach Fair fight an entire army by him damn self made me cry. 15 year old me was not ready, was not fucking ready. I I'm so mad because when I was a kid, when I, when the game came out, or a teenager, or whatever, and I saw it at GameStop, you know, I bought you know Dissidia and I bought Crisis Core for the PSP because I thought they were cool games, and I was like, whatever, it's just Final Fantasy. I did not. Well, I played the shit out of Dissidia. I did not know that Crisis Core would fuck me up nearly as much as it did when I bought it. Bro, that, it was such a good the story. Com the combat was so amazing at the time for for like a Final Fantasy game. To have Zach Fierce kind of combat sequence, I loved it. It was impeccable. And the story, I when I say I love Zach Fair, that is an understatement. I will die for that man. And his story, oh my god. Like literally, it's just him wanting to be a hero. That's all he wanted to do. 
and he like watching him slowly lose all of his friends and his whole thing getting dissolved and all the conspiracies of Shinra getting released and he's just like no this is not what I want oh and let me tell you when I played Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep and they had Zach Fair in the Mount Olympus world the hero training I immediately dropped my PSP and I started bawling seeing child Zach try to become a hero in that game there's there's no good reason why the Kingdom Hearts developers needed to do that to me but they did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I still like, haven't forgiven him. The only thing I don't like what they did in Final Fantasy VII Remake, they changed his voice actor. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? Characters are their voices. And Zach Fair had, a, had an amazing voice. But Crisis Core aside, I'm playing that soon. I already have it downloaded on my computer. I have an emulator for it. I even paid for gold for PS, PPSSPP because I supported that emulator because it's so good. Oh, God, God. Uh, it was. I missed that, that game too. But you know what game I really missed out on too? My number four. <laughs> uh, I played. I ended up getting Game Pass this year for free. I got three months for free with uh, with Discord Nitro, and I was like, fine, fuck it, why not? You know, I haven't had an Xbox in in a minute since I switched to my PS4. I was a big 360 guy growing up, so I was like, cool. What are, what are the chances of me finding finding solace in another? xbox related thing and then i played gris or gris gris i did not expect that game to capture me as much so much so that even my girlfriend had the utmost inspiration to do more art after we watched after she watched me play gris (laughs) i thought that game was beautiful it looked nice it played nice it was just like it was just a whole vibe within a game and I never played it when it came out. I think it was in 2019 when it won multiple awards. And I was like, yeah. what's so great about this game? And now I know <laughs> why that game is so great. Yeah. And I will definitely go back to it. I will give anybody a chance to, but they took it off Game Pass. So that's why I, I opted to play it really quick. Uh, another game I actually would have played uh, alongside Gris, before they took it off Game Pass, was Indivisible, but I never got a chance to finish it. That game is also a bot. So, but, um, number two. Uh, I know that me and Lewis played this for hours. But, uh, Guilty Gear Double X Axe and Core Plus R. <laughs> I, I missed the train on it. I remember playing Guilty Gear back in the day, but I never could get into like Double X. I think it was Exard where I started like actually playing Guilty Gear. But then I heard that Double X was getting rollback. And I'm like, cool, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Oh, it's three bucks right now? Why the fuck not? <laughs> so I picked um, it up. And then Kenny proceeds on his crusade to literally throw copies of Guilty Gear accent core into people's faces quite literally oh yeah if if because i wanted this the support for this game to be where it's at because like the connection is was super crispy and i think lewis you and i played this game on stream for yes. almost up four upwards hours. of six out four hours four, i thought it felt six like hours. six it felt yep. like six hours we had sat there and you play i forgot you played order soul and jam and i played yeah. i played justice and zappa all night we played all night that night and i don't think i've ever had a time where 
a fighting game literally made me want to sit down, play it, grind it, like see what the characters can do because Double X apparently has like the most viable competitive roster you can say. So the most wildest shit you will ever see. Oh my god, yes. It is anime fighting in its core. It is what you think anime fights should be. And when you have two players that are playing like the game at, at the same level, it looks like an anime fight because it gets super down to the wire. Kenny, I'm a, I'm a, Kenny, I'm gonna need you to move on because like I'm like getting real close to saying we should hold off and then just keep playing. <laughs> I would need you to move on. I would, but, need, uh, you to, I would need you to wrap it up because I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna play. Remember, I'm play right before this. I am playing with a dog after this. <laughs> but um, my last one didn't come out anywhere between the last two years, but it was Titanfall Two. Titanfall Two is an amazing game. I play. The thing is, I played Titanfall Two, like bef- like after. I played Apex initially. And I was like, yeah. cool. Apex is a battle royale. It's got a pretty, pretty decent amount of movement. I played Titanfall 2's multiplayer, and I was like, oh, so this is why my friend hates the fact that Titanfall 2 and Apex are polar opposites because there's no movement at all in Apex compared to Titanfall. But that's not why it's on my list. I played through the single player for the first time ever. Yes. And I beat that in upwards of three days. I binged that single player. I did not expect it to be as good. It literally felt like what a free roaming shooter would feel like. Because it was it was more or less about the shooting and more so about navigating through each level. And every level had its own unique gimmick. Like, I will never forget that time warp sequence in Titanfall 2. Yep. <laughs> where literally you can phase back and forth in time and fighting different enemies at the same time like what the game is an amazing game i love it so that everything about the game and i've never cried harder for a god dang robot in my life oh no (laughs) like the moment he's he literally just trucked you and he said he's like he's just enforcing protocol three protect the pilot at all costs and he tosses you out to sacrifice himself. I <laughs> lost it. I was like, I was like, BT, no. Oh, it's always the robot characters that get you, man. Have you played uh, Gears of War 5? I have not played Gears 5. Oh, I've only gotten through was... Gears 1, and Gears 1 was fantastic. Or, or I think Gears of War 4, I don't remember. Sorry if this is a spoiler for you guys, but at the end, it's like a robot drone that's a playable character, but he accompanies you in the story. And at the end of that game, he sacrifices himself to, to I guess, be like a target for the beacon to kill one of the monsters to protect the party. And yeah. everyone was like, wait, what are you doing? You can't lock onto anything. And he's like, don't worry, I'll go. And you just see him fly off in this big, like, celestial beam from the sky just destroys him and the monster that he went inside of. And I pl- I, I'll be honest with you guys, I played him the entire game. I was him because I love that game. Oh, game. no. <laughs> and to watch him get vaporized like that, out of nowhere, there was, like, I didn't expect it. And it, I, when I was playing with my friend, I... <laughs> verbatim he was like when it happened he was like oh no and i dropped my headset and all you just hear from my mic is just 
muffled sobbing. <laughs> muffled sobbing. Oh no. <laughs> and he's like, it's okay, man. Don't cry. I it's always the robots, man. The robot characters are what get you. And I swear I was not ready for that. It's because they're oh, they're supposed God. to be like unfeeling, like expendable people or or, or like automatons. <laughs> oh my god i love a good robot i swear games are so good we could just sit here and talk about all these good ass games yeah this is what we're doing so thank you so much for listening this long <laughs> oh man a lot of yeah it's to open up weird. crisis core bro i'm literally just about to open up crisis core and just <laughs> die a little weird. Weird. you can play but, uh... pop guilty gear and crisis core simultaneously Bro, real talk. I'm I, I'm horny and I'm Bro, happy, sad talk, and I'm horny. Admitting to the fact that I might cop Hoonie Pop too. I'm gonna openly admit to that fact. Just get it, bro. Don't. Who's gonna stop you? Me? Oh no! I'll probably slide you five bucks. <laughs> the horny police. <laughs> Not the horny police. I'm like I'm like the you're horny the, enforcer. You're the last person to be <laughs> working for the horny police, Dante. You are the last person. No idea what you're talking about. The only thing on my Twitter right now is uh, aggressive simps. So, <laughs> damn it, Dante. What do you mean? I was just on Twitter earlier and I saw some titties that you retweeted, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> fucking yeah, dude." <laughs> Speaking of which, you can follow me at uh, Dante's Inferno I'm on Twitter. <laughs> oh my god, the person who is horny on main. Uh, it is. Hey, it's my profile. To be fair, <laughs> he is right. He is right. I post some cool stuff too. It's not just anime titty. Although, if you like anime titty, that is the place to be. Who ordered all this anime titty? <laughs> Mommy Milky. God damn it. Uh, any, anything else, Dante? Oh, um, tall vampire lady. Me want tall. Oh my vampire. god. Please smash nice. Mommy Milky. That is all. <laughs> Oh God. Okay, Kenny. That's me. I, I, I ain't got much. Oh, they can find me at definitely Kenny on Twitter and Instagram. Wait, my you don't Instagram. got much left. Wait, are you telling me there's still more to your list? Are we? Oh no, my list is done. I, oh, okay, I could sit. I could probably sit here all day and just talk with Dante about Crisis Core because everything about that game, narratively, gameplay wise, and impact. Just they just all hit on all cylinders, bro. It's an amazing game. Also, was I supposed to plug my social media? <laughs> but you already did to. that. Yeah, um, you already did that. Dante's Inferno, Instagram, Twitter, um, all that good stuff. Instagram, it's mostly food stuff. Um, Twitter is mostly food stuff because mommy milkies are delicious. Not that kind of food, damn it. <laughs> the delicious. Exactly. <sighs> Lewis, where can they find Where can you? I find you, Lewis? Except for uh, Witcher Garden at 502. I... <laughs> uh, you can find me, Zach Decker283, on um, Twitch, Twitter. Uh, you can also find me, T Decker283, on Instagram if you really want to follow that <laughs> for some weird reason. Should. If you um, want to see him posted up in his drip. Honestly, Lewis has some of the best selfies I've ever seen. I see them when I'm scrolling through Twitter, and I'm like, Jesus, or Instagram, I'm sorry. 
And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what a handsome man. He's so it's almost it's almost like I took digital media class in college. It's almost like I understand how photography should work. Listen, you're just... I don't. Did I? Okay, real quick before we go, uh, before I get into the story, um, okay, let me fine. let me do let me let me do the official thing of if you want to follow anything with Juicy Game Night ourselves and everything while we are uh, coming back with online tournaments after taking a bit of hiatus. You can follow us, um, Juicy Game Night, on Twitter, and you can find our Facebook page, Juicy Game Night. Uh, so anyway, before we go, did I tell you about the time that one of my family members' mothers on their side, not my side, but their mother, my, I guess they would technically be my great, my like grandmother or aunt or whatever. I don't know the technicality on that. But they stopped by, and they're like, oh, hey, you know. Nothing, nothing. They they hand me a phone and they're like take a picture and everything like that, and she's giving me all these steps of like making sure to take a right picture. And in my head, I'm like, you fucking bitch, do you not know Jesus that Christ. I took a bro? Listen, it was <laughs> really bad. It was really bad. I know what exposure and ISO is. Don't you lecture me? Fucking, they were like making sure. Like, oh, followers do you even have TT? They're like, they're like, they're like, fuck off. They're like. <laughs> she's she's like okay you gotta make sure to get all of our thing i'm like yes i know how photography works it's not like i took a fucking college class on this shit i don't need you you basic motherfucking bitch anyway oh my god <laughs> irrelevant anyway uh that's not irrelevant anymore uh remember kids uh play ki play hoonie pop always be horny but not too horny fuck off Lewis. I do not wish to be horny anymore. I just want to be happy. <laughs> like, there's there's a, there's a certain degree of horny. There's me, which is that perfect balance of understanding when's the perfect time to be horny. And then there's Dante <laughs> over here. Then there's Dante over here. Leave me alone. I, I don't believe you. Lewis, there's so much cap in that statement for you. Like, what how big is that hat, bro? Are you wearing a sombrero? Because you are capping so hard. I know you are I know you are a low-key horny beast. Yeah, but I know when to keep it under wraps. Bro, I what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Fuck off. Get off my case. <laughs> All Go right. play Hoonie Pop too, you fucking... I think that's it. Hey, I will. Join us next time when I mysteriously forget to tell Kenny that we're recording and only invite Dante back. Or you know what? <laughs> Maybe I'll say fuck it and I'll just talk to you and Craig chat or audience. God damn it. This is what happens uh, when you mix up your platforms. Lewis, who are you talking to? No one's there. It's been yourself the entire time. It's freaking that. It's that picture of the dude talking to a brick wall. Yeah. You know what you should do? You should record a podcast and record each individual like track per person and then just post the podcast from one person. Yeah, from one person's point of view. It it just it just looks like Lewis just what that be? <laughs> random bits of silence and it's just Lewis just listening to the air. It's like Lewis, who are you talking? To? I'll, I'll go Lewis, one step. Back. I'll go one step further. I'll take my own track and I'll lip sync to it with video. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would be so. Cool. <laughs> oh my god! But anyway, it would just be that deep lip sync too. Oh my fucking god. Be like on some annoying orange shit. Oh, no. It'll just be just an, a blank version of your face, the same no. left eye, and you're mouthing over the no. lyrics. Oh. Okay. This is so good at taking photos. It'll be a really good photo. 
fucking I I don't know why that thing that situation made me so livid, but here we are. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much. Uh hopefully we can have a better schedule now so you're not waiting fucking forever <laughs> for new shit. Yeet that meat. <laughs> Amen. Hashtag bring back KI. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening and you all have a good night. Peace. Later, motherfuckers. Bye. Oh, but-